Hello and welcome. Now, if you've tuned in today, then you probably have some burning questions about your health or the health of your loved ones. And we hear you. COVID-19 has changed the way we eat, breathe, socialize. Hell, it's changed the way we live. And while we've been talking about the pandemic, we have been ignoring our health. We've been missing doctor's appointments. We've been ignoring flare-ups. And that's where the real challenge lies. Because while COVID-19 lurks outside, the problems that are already lurking within need our attention too. And they need it right now. That's why today I, Meghna Kriplani, content head at HealthShots, want to talk to you about another pandemic. One that's silent but has been around for years. I'm talking about obesity, which unfortunately does not get much attention. Did you know our country currently has the third highest population of obese people in the world? And our numbers are expected to double in the next 20 years. And while we are talking about numbers, did you know that obesity is about 10 times more deadly than the COVID-19 pandemic and the ever-rising pollution? Yep. That's why it's time for some chacha on this issue of obesity. And in this endeavor, we have with us today Dr. Atul Peters. Dr. Peters is the Director of Bariatric Surgery Department at Max Smart Super Speciality Hospital, New Delhi. He has over 20 years of experience in the field of bariatrics. Hi, Meghna. How are you? I'm very well, Dr. Peters. Thank you for joining us today. It's always a pleasure, Meghna. So, uh, doctor, before we delve deep into obesity and just how nasty it can be, I wanted to understand what happens to our body when we gain weight. Uh, So, Meghna, uh, number one, weight gain is a natural phenomenon. We must all understand that our body is conditioned to gain weight. Mm -hmm. Our body is conditioned to gain weight because if you see in prehistoric times, Hmm. Food was very scanty and we had to store for the future because there was a survival of the fittest. So we were conditioned to gain weight. And so we had genes like thrifty genes, which gave us survival advantage. So if we had a more expression of those genes, we would store more fat for the future energy. So even today, we all are conditioned to gain weight. Okay. And, and so, so it's very much natural if we do not do anything active. Hmm. anything active we would all actually gain weight so uh, gaining weight is natural however when it goes to an abnormal level of Hmm. gaining more weight in terms of excess of energy and accumulation of excess of fat right then we call it either being overweight or even obesity which itself is a disease okay because most of the people think that it's just that we eat more so we Hmm. gain weight yes Mm-hmm. We eat more, so we gain weight, but there is a genetic predisposition to it. You must have seen in families sometimes, wherein, you know, the same family, the same food in siblings, one gains weight, one doesn't. Mm-hmm. So there is some amount of genetic factor too involved in weight gain. So I also wanted to understand that what role does BMI play when it comes to obesity? We use these terms together a whole lot. Yeah. So BMI full form is body mass index. Mm -hmm. It's a very simplified tool which a common man can use to calculate. 
you know we need to measure every each time we say obesity overweight mm-hmm. or let's say for for example even if you say how much fever do you have we need yeah. to measure it in fahrenheit or celsius and say this is the type of fever we have so to measure obesity a very simplified tool is called bmi which is nothing but your weight in kilograms mm-hmm. divided by your height in meter square so weight divided by your height in meter into your height in meter would give you your bmi and of course uh, a lot of uh, uh, bmi calculators are available on the yeah. google when one can put their weight and height and they can get their bmi okay so this is bmi now if you say in terms of bmi anything between 18 and a half to 22 and a half is taken mm-hmm. as normal bmi for asians mm-hmm. and anything more than 22.5 bmi is taken as overweight yet it is not classified as obesity okay once you cross a bmi of 27 and a half Mm-hmm. then you classify as being obese mm-hmm. or having the disease called obesity and now obesity can also be classified into stages or classes mm-hmm. so class 1 is more than 27 and a half mm-hmm. class 2 is more than 32 and a half and class 3 is 37 and a half or more okay so that's how we classify obesity in terms of bmi okay um you know a lot of people also associate obesity with a bigger waist and looking a certain way but surely there's a lot more to it than just that can you tell us a little bit about how obesity affects the body apart from the physical appearance of it of course so obesity is itself a killer now okay. uh, uh, most of the people would understand what is the largest cause of cancer in the world and most of the people would say smoking or yeah. tobacco use right what Absolutely. is the second largest cause of cancer in the world obesity now oh. most of the people don't even know that obesity causes cancer it increases the chances of cancer to anything between 6 to 10 fold in terms of breast cancer and ovarian and cervical cancer in ladies hmm. and prostate cancer colon cancer and stomach cancer in terms of males then it is related about 80% times to type 2 diabetes it okay. is related to people getting hypertension dyslipidemia mm-hmm. joint pains and in ladies pcod irregular mm-hmm. menstrual cycle infertility low back ache varicose veins mm-hmm. and in some people obstructive sleep apnea right migraine mm-hmm. asthma so obesity itself is one word but it you know it it, it really damages tissues or the or the tissue body body tissues from head to toe so it's not just a cosmetic issue in terms of you don't look good but mm-hmm. it's also the house of almost all illnesses that you can think of so if you're obese then there is a huge likelihood that you're leaving yourself open to a host of other diseases absolutely Now if someone is obese or has a family member who is what are some of the treatment options they can explore So you know the treatment options would be taken as something like a pyramid mm-hmm. wherein the base of the pyramid or the broadest part would mm-hmm. be a good dietary habit mm-hmm. and a good physical routine or exercise routine so one must be aware mm-hmm. that you have to take good diet and most of the people you know by when when i say good diet it doesn't necessarily means that you go on a a typical type of diet or a fruit only diet or atkins mm-hmm. diet or or whatever it has to be a healthy diet and a well balanced diet mm-hmm. good amount of physical activity that should be done the second is your lifestyle modification right mm-hmm. we we 
tend to eat larger meals we tend yeah. to not go out for walks mm. so we need to have some amount of physical activity as who recommends at least 40 minutes of uh, moderate activity at least four to five times a week is recommended okay so lifestyle modification becomes second mainstay after diet mm. the third would be correction of any medical problems that you have do you have any hormonal imbalance which is related to obesity mm-hmm. right so those need to be corrected and then fourthly there are certain uh, dietary measures in terms of pills also which are available okay. in very very special circumstances which can be given to the patients who mm-hmm. are unable to do it themselves along with lifestyle changes diet therapy and physical activity and then for people who are Uh, i would say class 2 obese with mm. any of the associated comorbidities like diabetes hypertension we can have non invasive methodology like intragastric balloon or endoscopic sleeve gastroplasty which mm. are which is a surgical procedure but endoscopic procedures mm. or for people who qualify for a surgery then we have something called bariatric surgery mm. or metabolic surgery for weight loss so that can be offered so just to summarize Yeah. The broad base is diet, mm. lifestyle changes, physical activity, mm. a few drugs, and correction of uh, any metabolic disorder. Then endoscopic procedures, mm. and then the lastly but not least, surgery. So uh, when we are talking about surgery, I was hoping you would be able to tell us a little more about bariatric surgery and who should opt for it. So uh, number one, bariatric surgery, uh, also called weight loss surgery by common mm. layman people. Okay. or technically we call metabolic surgery for weight loss now bariatric surgery comprises of alteration of your gi system gi means gastrointestinal system okay. whereby what we are trying to do is we are trying to do or reroute the food into the intestines much faster now because of this rerouting of the food uh, there is certain hormones which are liberated okay. and also the energy expenditure access or the metabolic access in the body which defines how much of energy should be stored how much of energy should be utilized hmm. is is again put into the right balance the imbalance which is created hmm. which gets obesity because of the surgery gets into a balance so initially yes because of some amount of restriction patients would eat slightly less okay but the large effect of the surgery is primarily because of the certain hormones which are liberated hmm. which take care of your hunger your satiety your perception of food your inclination towards eating mm-hmm. and of course energy metabolism is is put into the right path so that you tend to utilize the energy which has already been stored mm-hmm. for your work so you utilize that energy reduce the fat and then over a period of time you maintain a good body weight uh, how long lasting are these effects though So uh we have uh, see I have been doing the surgery for more than 15 years now and bariatric surgery has been uh, been done for more than close to about 45 years. Mm-hmm. So when you say in terms of long lasting we have results for more than 45 years. So it's well, here to stay and, and the results are brilliant absolutely brilliant. Um so I'm sure a lot of our you know listeners are going to have this question that given that we are living in the middle of a pandemic how safe is it for people to undergo a surgery especially a bariatric surgery right now so number one bariatric procedure or a bariatric surgery is a very safe procedure right and we all the hospitals 
and all all the surgeons we are taking adequate care so that mm. we do not uh, you know give any undue risks to the patient now we must we must actually weigh the pros and cons if the patient is left like that and if we do not do the surgery now the mm. chances of cancer the chances of sleep apnea type 2 diabetes and if also these patients get corona yeah. right the morbidity and mortality of obese patient with corona is much much higher Mm. so we are taking absolutely due precautions and making it very safe we have been doing bariatric surgery uh, we restarted the whole procedure mm. uh, i think sometime in mid july and post that we have been regularly doing the uh, the surgery it's safe and we are taking adequate precautions for the patients uh, so doctor all surgeries have financial implications and surely bariatric surgery is no different So what would your advice be to our listeners who might have monetary concerns about the procedure? Yeah, I understand that uh, bariatric surgery doesn't come cheap. So yes, it's an expensive surgery and I understand that a patient will have to shell out some good amount of money from their pocket. But the good news is insurances have started to pay for the bariatric surgery. We've had a long uh, a gap and a long fight with the insurance companies uh, because when the central government health scheme allows bariatric surgery and says it is not a uh, cosmetic surgery then the insurance company should have included this however mm-hmm. from 1st of october it has been included now and uh, so most of our uh, all the people who are hearing can actually claim their bariatric surgery from their insurance that is number 1 uh, number 2 i would also advise people not to uh, look in and go in for cheaper options because you know i understand that there could be some cheaper options available for mm-hmm. the disposable items that we use during the surgery mm-hmm. uh we're talking about your life here so so choose yeah. your surgeon and your institution with utmost care because you know you'll be giving away your uh, life to that surgeon so choose wisely all right I think that's excellent news. Uh thank you Dr. Peters for your insights. But before we sign off, as a weight loss expert, what message would you like to give to our listeners? So number one advice that I would want to give everyone is please be aware if you have a disease. You know, closing your eyes to a disease doesn't solve anything. We can look for solutions only if we know what the problem is. Hmm. So the easiest thing is please take your weight take your height take a bmi calculator and calculate your bmi if you think that you are an over bmi right please talk to a bariatric expert or a nutritionist or a bariatric physician and ask for their help that is number 1 number 2 please inculcate good habits in yourself so that tomorrow the newer generation your kids do not get into obesity because i see a lot of kids uh, uh, getting into obese uh, individuals and charity begins at home so it it will be difficult if the parents don't follow good eating habits and just advise the kids thirdly please be disciplined yourself in terms of eating in terms of screen time in terms of physical work because kids are going to be imitating what you do you may give them instructions but if you don't do it yourself kids are not going to follow so number one get aware of the problem mm-hmm. ask for help from a nutritionist or a bariatric consult third be a good example in your family so that your kids and your elders can follow the same so thank you dr peters for being here with us today thank you megan so that was it for our first charcha tune in next week where we will tell you all about colorectal cancer with dr vinay gaikwad 
to know more about this podcast, visit Metronic India on LinkedIn, Facebook and Instagram. You can also reach out to us on HT Smartcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and YouTube. Until then to listen to more such podcasts, log on to htsmartcast.com aur sunte rahiyega naye nazariye se. Thank you. This was an HT Smartcast original. HT Smartcast.